Hey crazy exes, how are you doing? I hope you are awesome. Um, so another episode and I am trying to remember to keep these a little bit shorter and sweeter. So this week I was talking to self-confessed um, Girl Friday, Mary Tice. Mary runs like this most amazing blog. Um, I've put the um, details for it in the episode notes. And um, just to sort of let you know, Mary's also got like the loveliest, calming voice and accent that you might. I mean, you have to be. You have to make do with mine, don't you? It's like hello. Um, so uh, this is going to feel really lovely for your ears um, at the moments that Mary's talking to me. So really love this episode. Uh, I'm just going to fire straight out. I'll see you the other side, guys. See you later. Hey, hey, crazy exes. Another day, another interview. And I'm so excited because today I have self-described Girl Friday and another fellow geek, Mary Tice. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you today? I am good. So yet again, I have um, I've set another meeting up at 9 p.m., but it's um, we've got a slight time, a slight time difference. So it's about uh, what we would call tea time in England. <laughs> so it's about five o'clock for you, isn't it? Actually, four o'clock. It's even earlier. Oh. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do have a cup of tea, though. So, yeah, I am drinking it as I talk. <laughs> ah, I feel like that's lovely because I've kind of gone, it's tea time. And it really is. <laughs> that's good to know. It's um, it's far too late for a tea for me I'm afraid um no, no caffeine post 4 p.m uh, right so you know why you're here and I think we've kind of spoken a little bit how I do this so really excited you know what I'm going to do we just get straight to it and I just kind of go right this podcast it's all about sharing experiences about getting over breakups and heartache and you've really bravely come in to sort of share your story with us today so Mary the floor is yours what story would you love to share with us so way back in my 20s um I was with a guy that I, I met in college and we dated for two years and then right around the two-year mark, we broke up briefly because we wanted different things. We got back together a couple of weeks later. And then lo and behold, a few months later, I get a text message breaking up with me, um, which people don't break up with people over text message. It is just rude, especially if you've been dating for over two years. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing you should do. It's, it, it's just not nice. <laughs> um, but they, after that breakup, I, oof, I went down a terrible slide of depression, trying to change myself. And it, we broke up ultimately because we wanted different things. I thought I wanted to marry him and he very much did not want to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was things that I could change about myself you know I could make myself more available or less available I could learn how to cook differently um I could take a different job at the time uh, I made more money than him I was willing to take a job that I made less money so that way he could be the breadwinner and everything and it uh it's not something I suggest for anybody if you're in a relationship and you break up if it's something where you're going to get back together later on have that clean break so you can kind of figure out who you are and if it's something you want to continue because it 
our relationship drug on essentially for an additional year of me thinking if I changed enough, we could get back together. And all the while, he continued to string me along while seeing the person he ultimately married. Wow. Yeah, it was a little, uh, when I found out, I had, was just starting to get over. It was about two years after our breakup. I was just starting to get over uh, our breakup and realizing this wasn't going to happen. And then I found out he was getting married and I just went right back down into that deep slump. Um, I eventually had, I was in such a deep depression and I was, I had to move back home. I was living with my parents, I had lost my job. Like it, it was a terrible mm-hmm. time for me. I ended up on antidepressants because I knew, well, it wasn't even me. It was my mom. She was just like, you are not in a place to handle any of this mentally. And uh, depression runs in our family. She has it. So she saw the warning signs when I couldn't see them. And so she got me into the doctor, which is the best thing she ever could have done. And uh, we got me on antidepressants. I was on them, I think for about a year. And it just really helped me process everything and come to terms with what happened and realizing that, yeah, okay, this didn't work out. And I had honestly felt like my life was over with. Mm -hmm. I was 25. I was on that high shelf of life of, you know, nobody's ever going to want you, especially because I live in a college town. So everybody's constantly getting younger while, you know, you're aging and everything. You're just like, I'm never going to meet anybody, you know, because I'm old, which it's not the case. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter how old you are when you end a relationship. Your life is never over because of that. But uh, the antidepressants helped me realize that there was more to life than this relationship that I had been building my life around, even though it no longer existed. And so during this time of being on antidepressants and then coming off of them, I was trying to figure out who I was. You know, I saw a, a healer and light worker who ultimately was the best person I could have seen because she just looked at me and it wasn't anything magical or she didn't like put hands on me and light start glowing like you would see in like TVs or anything like that. No, all she did was basically just say it ended because it had to end. Move on. And literally after like an hour long session with her, I was just like, why am I not moving on? It was meant to end. He's married. He's doing his own thing. Why am I still letting myself be held back by something that ended years ago? And which is great because her talking to me has led me down a a different path of doing more intuitive work with both myself and other people, which is great because I always kind of want to be that person of, you know, that third party person who just says, Hey, snap out of it, you know, and yeah. it helps because when it's your friends and your family, they're supposed to say that. But when it's a third party person who doesn't have, you know, even half the facts, just being like, get over it. I don't know. It just, it helped clear up so much of my mind. And I'm not saying it cured my depression. I still suffer from depression. I mean, it's a chemical mm-hmm. imbalance. But it helped me get out of that darkest spot of, oh, hey, (laughs) I can move forward Mm -hmm. and everything. And once I got out of that spot, I realized I did want to start dating around again, you know, and it, it ended with a lot of relationships that were toxic, 
but it taught me what I didn't want in partners. I mean, I remember one guy, me and him screaming at each other in an apartment parking lot at like 3 a.m. because he knew I was, you know, supposedly in love with somebody else. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but whatever. (laughs) And I realized things like that kind of drama are just not aspects of life that I enjoy having as part of mine. You know, some people really like those highs and lows. I kind of like knowing where we're going on like a little, you know, I like my road trip map. You know, I, I want to know where we're stopping and things like that. And so I'll never regret any of the choices I made during that time. But uh, I definitely wouldn't want to do them again if I had to do it a second yeah. time around. Because there was so much. Yeah, I, get, I learned a lot about myself. You can't decide that you don't want to be with a very dramatic person until you've dated a very dramatic person because you just, you don't experience it firsthand. And, you know, some people would be like, oh, well, you slept around with people that you weren't dating. And I realized that wasn't what I wanted. I mean, (laughs) it's one of those things of you have to kind of figure out who you are and how other people can fit. You know, and I spent so much of my life, you know, we talked about being geeks and everything, being a geek, but never expressing that outwardly towards other people. You know, I have an older brother who I love dearly and I would hang out with his friends and they would start talking about, you know, things they were interested in. And I would try to join the conversation. I would feel like I'd have to play my geek card, (laughs) Uh, you know, well, I read this comic and this comic or I played this and, you know. And it never felt like it was just something that was accepted about me. So I I often kept that side hidden and, you know, other things that I just really enjoyed, like taking photos or scrapbooking, journaling. It was, well, no man's going to want me if he knows that I think a fun Friday evening is trying to figure out a cookie recipe based off what ingredients I have in the kitchen where, you know, they might want to go out drinking. Mm -hmm. So I I learned that hiding myself was ultimately ruining my chances of finding someone. And okay, um, yeah. So so much is resonating with me. So I um, I had a similar breakup at a similar age, and I really clearly remember he had seen somebody who was brunette. Now you can see on the camera, I'm very blonde, and I remember saying, "I'll dye, I'll dye my hair brown if you like brunettes. I'll, I'll be a brunette now." And he actually turned around and said to me, "You just sound desperate now. So not even it's still cruel, even in that kind of like that's not going to work and that's not going to together." And I think so much of that comes in that age in your early twenties. You're so fragile. So something like that, some kind of rejection like that. That's that's what hits so hard so that that really resonated with me uh, and the other thing that really resonated was this third party person uh, so one of the things that I think in my lowest ebb when my marriage broke down is I called a talk radio show I was like a massive fan of it and basically it was the day I'd kind of really realized that the marriage was over and I kind of sort of said that on air I just kind of rang up my marriage is over and told him the story and the presenter just kind of went do you know what? It's, it just really sucks because some people come out of these things worse off and you're going to on this occasion. I can just tell. And as soon as he said that, I thought, I am. But now I know that 
I've got a bit more control about how I kind of move. And it was like one of the, if one of my friends had said it, I'd have gone, well, thanks very much. But because it had come from the, I mean, I was a fan of the guy, which probably helped, but he was very neutral to my situation. So yeah, it was just those two things that really kind of resonated. Yeah, you had those light bulb moments. Yeah. And yeah, definitely having a third party helps with that sometimes. And um, it's kind of funny because all the while that I was dating around, you know, I kept telling my friends, I just want to be me. I want somebody who likes me for me. You know, they like the fact that I like Doctor Who or that I like Star Trek or, you know, any kind of thing that I like to read, you know, that I like to drink a pot of coffee a day or whatever. It's like, I just wanted someone who liked me. And I also realized during all of this, I wanted someone I could talk to mm-hmm. because one thing that he did that I always hated was if he didn't like something, he didn't talk to me about it. it. If I upset him, it wasn't a let's have a discussion as to why I'm upset. It was a I'm going to sit here and I'm not going to say anything and I'm going to pretend everything's okay. But three weeks down the road, whenever you do something else, I'm going to throw it in your face that you did this, which is Hmm. not fair. And I was also young. I mean, he was, I think he was four years older than me. Um, And, you know, I was pretty young. So we were both twenties and young. Uh, And I know I did the same thing to him. It was, well, if he's not going to talk to me, I'm not going to talk to him. And then we're going to have these arguments. So I learned that I definitely had to have somebody that I could talk to things. You know, it, not every conversation has to end in an argument. If you say, hey, you said something to me, whether it was well-intended or not, it hurt my feelings. I didn't like that. Or, you know, case in point with my now husband, when we met, he wasn't local and one of the things he didn't do was kiss me like he would hug me at the end of dates but he wouldn't kiss me and I had friends going oh he's not interested and I'm like he drove an hour to see me (laughs) you don't drive an hour to see someone that you're not interested in and whenever I would mention it to him he was like well I just want to figure out if we can be friends first Mm -hmm. and I was like oh okay and that simple little conversation made me realize how much I craved an open and honest connection with somebody. And it, you know, when you're trying to figure out who you are in our 20s, even when I was 29 compared to when I was 21, I was a hugely different person. Mm-hmm. I had grown and changed. And even if I had married this guy back in my early 20s, I, I still like to think I would have grown and changed to the person I am now, except for there would have been a divorce underneath my belt, because <laughs> what we both wanted in life were vastly different things. And eventually, it was going to create a bubble that was going to burst of, we have to talk about this. We can't keep denying the fact that you want to move your life in this direction. I want to move my life in this direction. And you just, you have to talk it out. So through all the dating and everything that I did, I just, I learned that uh, it's okay to feel crazy. (laughs) 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 And there were plenty of nights that I remember driving by his house and, you know, seeing 
her car in the driveway and just being like, it should have been me and having those crazy feelings, but then getting home and being like, well, I'm glad it's not me because I wouldn't be able to have, you know, like a frog stuffed animal sitting out anywhere or, you know, just little things that quirky things that are very much me that were very much not him. You know, he wanted the better homes and gardens set up where I wanted to, you know, DIY everything, you know, just little things like that, that are, they eventually become very big differences, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, when I finally realized what it was I wanted, <laughs> I remember I created a profile on Plenty of Fish and my best friend, God bless the woman. She <laughs> was just like, you sound so nerdy. Like you're not going to get anybody. And I, I don't remember so much what my profile said, but my headline was looking for the doctor. Want to help me look. And, you know, we all know what internet dating is like mm-hmm. for women seeking men. All you have to do is throw a photo out there and half a string of text that doesn't even make sense. And you're going to get a lot of hits regardless. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you just are. And I got a lot of hits like in the first 24 hours that were, you know, a combination of disgusting, not getting what it was I was saying, obviously not reading my profile. And him and one other guy both got my Doctor Who reference. And uh, I met the other guy. He was nice, didn't click. We only had the one date and that was fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so even then I was very timid of, well, you know, this guy, he's an hour away. But I liked the fact he was an hour away because I even remember dating another guy and getting so upset that I introduced him to a local restaurant. And when we broke up, like a week later, I went just to have uh, dinner with my family and he's there with his new girl. And I was just like, this was my place. <laughs> yes. How <laughs> dare you? I was just like, I was very much like, I can't believe you came here on a Friday night knowing I would be here with your new girlfriend yeah. and feeling very much like I'm going to spiral. And so it was like, let me find someone who I have to, you know, drive to see. So that way if we break up and things don't end well, I don't feel like I'm losing the places that make me feel safe and comfortable. I'm an introvert by nature. Mm -hmm. So even just going out on dates is very hard. Um, But I I wanted to know that if we broke up, that I could still go to my favorite restaurants and not have to worry about running into him with his new girlfriend or anything like that. And so... uh, when I, I met my husband, it was, again, like I said, one of those things, I was 100% myself right out the get-go. You know, I admitted that I had developed a drinking problem, which I had. One, it, I was in my 20s. Everybody drinks. And two, uh, life had just gotten the better of me. So even though I was healing, I still wasn't healed. Mm. Yeah. So he knew very clearly that this was my situation and it actually came down to me deciding, Hey, do you want to keep drinking or do you want to keep hanging out with this cute guy? And I was like, oh, I want to hang out with the cute guy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it became a matter of, well, now I have gas money because I'm not spending the money on drinking. But as we got closer, we would have the late night conversations that I always wanted to have. I wanted things to be explored as to why 
we like certain shows or thought processes. I wanted to be introduced to new things by somebody who was really excited so I could introduce him to new things that I was really excited about. And uh, eventually, you know, we had the conversation of let's make this thing official. And you know, now we're married. We, we've known each other almost nine years. We got married in 2016 on Doctor Who Day, you know, November 23rd. Oh. <laughs> and we had a Doctor Who themed wedding because as we said, if it wasn't for the doctor, we never would have met. Yeah. Oh. And so he really did help me find the doctor when we ran away together uh, in that sense. But the, the relationship we still have, like I said, I, I'm chronically ill. I have stage four endometriosis. My husband has been my caregiver more times than I can count. He's had to help me off the couch or in the bed or take care of me after surgery. And if we didn't have that open and honest connection, I don't think we would have survived everything my health has been through because when times got tough, it was, well, we still have the ability to talk. You know, mm -hmm. we don't always have the ability to be physically intimate, but we can have intimacy through our words and things like that. And, and that's just, it's lovely, you know, to be able to come out the other side from having that starting point of, I can't talk to you about anything because it's going to lead to an argument to, I have someone, we can't watch a 10 minute YouTube video without having to pause it because we're just like, oh my God, I got this thing to tell you. <laughs> or this is for this thought. And, and we were trying to watch um, Kim's Convenience this morning and we had to stop the episode halfway through because we had paused it so many times that in like a span of 10 to 15 minutes, you couldn't have, we couldn't have told you what the episode was about because we were too busy trying to tell each other the thoughts that we were having first thing in the morning while having our coffee. And it just to, like I said, to realize how far I've come, it's a breath of fresh air. You know, like I, said, I felt like my life was over with at 25 and now I'm, you know, two months away from being 37. And I was like, I really thought that mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I thought my life was over with <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> my yeah. life is just beginning you know I have so much more of a future and I can't even imagine being in that same dark hole over a guy yeah you know, I've been in deep in dark places because of my health and you know things like that but I can't ever imagine letting myself be so hurt by another person because they wouldn't talk to me before things got to a point that they were too bad mm. even to the point now my husband and I, we both know it's better, which is funny with the open conversation, it's better to be silent for a minute, even an hour or two, than it is to say something really hurtful. And we can honestly say we've never had a fight because we communicate. And I know if I say something and then he doesn't talk to me for an hour, I'm like, I don't know what I said to offend you, but I'm really sorry because mm. I obviously upset you. And more often than not, it's not so much that I upset him as it was, it made him think something that would upset him or, uh, you know, that he could turn around, but him knowing that I don't mean it with malice or anything like that, it works out really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we just, we know each other. Yeah. And you can't take back words 
so again, it's, it means you got to be quiet so you can gather your thoughts and cool down because you don't want to have that fight because nobody should ever feel attacked in a relationship, your partners, you know, um, it's a give and take. So take that moment to have that breather and then be like, all right, let's discuss how you made me feel because I didn't like that feeling. And I, I can do it with him too. You know, I can just be like, I need a minute and I can walk into the bedroom, close the door, calm down, cry, whatever I need to do. And then come back out and be like, all right, I feel like you were kind of rude, you know, which it's, I know that probably even sounds like we fight all the time in that sense, but we really don't. That's like maybe once every six months, if that Mm -hmm. it's the, okay, I need the breather and I need to figure this out because we just, we talk and we know you learn what a person's triggers are and we all have trauma. We all have things that upset us. And you can either be the kind of person who pokes that trauma with a stick, trying to elicit a response, or you can be the person who says, I want to have this conversation, but I need you to be in the right mind space because it's going to upset you. And I would much rather have the person who's kind enough to think this conversation might hurt your feelings, but it's a real conversation we have to have because it's, you know, either finances or emotions or just everyday adulting life and you know I'm proud to say that this is obviously my longest relationship (laughs) is going on nine years uh and and I know it's just going to continue to get better because during that time of being alone I learned I I deserve better I deserve communication I deserve to be me if I want to wear a flower crown because it's, you know, the summer solstice, I'm not going to have my spouse look at me and be like, what's on your head? Yeah. You know, he's just like, oh, let me fix it. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's sitting on your head properly. And, and that's, it's just wonderful. And so many times I wish I could go back to past Mary and just like knock her upside the head and be like, it's going to get better, you know, just, learn to communicate and it can get better a little bit faster but at the same time not wanting to change anything about my past because I would hate to somehow disrupt exactly well that's interesting because one thing I do ask guests to do is if they can go back to that to the person that they've described in their story and they could give them any piece of advice what would that be so you've kind of just touched on that a little bit is basically <laughs> give yourself a little come on, you're going to be fine. Is there anything else that you would add into that? What would you tell Mary from Um, her twenties? Definitely. um, Don't let other people tell you how you should think or feel. Mm -hmm. Because if I had listened to my best friend, I wouldn't be married to my husband. Mm -hmm. You know, if I had been like, okay, well, you know, I shouldn't put this bio out or I shouldn't date this guy because he won't kiss me on the second date. You know, I, I would be single. And if I had listened to even other people in my, with my previous relationship, I would have continued to try and be the person he wanted me to be. And so I would just say, you know, unless it's a red flag thing, like you're in an abusive relationship, um, don't listen to other people telling you how you should think or feel 
always go with your gut because at the end of the day, you're the only person who has to live with your choices. So if you don't want to date somebody just because it doesn't feel right and other people are saying you should, don't listen to them. And on the flip side, if you, you know, want to run off into the sunset with that person who just makes your heart, you know, swell and you hear like the little songbirds and everything, do it. Because if you don't, one day you're going to be like, oh, why didn't I follow my heart on this one? I really like that person. And now they're gone because they went and found somebody else who would run off into yeah. the sunset with them. So yeah. definitely just always listen to your gut and your heart. Take note of what other people are saying, but don't let them dictate anything about your relationships because they're not you and they're not in them. Yeah. And I, what I really love is, is that once you put yourself onto your dating profile, lo and behold, you found like a really good match. Um, it made me think of, I'm going to give my friend a little shout out because he created what I think is the best Tinder profile description ever. He did a create your own adventure, choose your own adventure. <laughs> I was like, it's genius because you'll only get people replying that understand what that is all about so mm -hmm. this is perfect I just loved it um, so yeah that kind of but that putting yourself out there rather than there was an article the other day about someone was like saying I'm going to explain to you what lipstick to get because apparently men don't like bright red lipsticks and there was loads of people going I just need to tell you that you don't need to wear the kind of lipstick that men like you can just wear the one you like and it's absolutely fine and it's there's a little bit of that in that putting yourself a true version of yourself onto those profiles is probably oh, yeah. the best thing yep and I mean if somebody asks you a question I, I remember there was one guy he wanted to know if I was the kind of woman who shaved her legs every single day because he didn't like women with prickly legs and I was just like I am not the woman for you I do it when I remember or when I'm wearing a dress or like, I don't think there'd be many just, women for him <laughs> and so I was just like I can lie and tell you I do but I don't <laughs> and I mean everybody has their things you know if a man doesn't like bright red lipstick well he doesn't have to date anybody who wears bright red lipstick I, I always laugh whenever I see those things too like you know oh go take them swimming to see if their makeup washes off it's just like man I'm not supposed <laughs> to look the same when I wear makeup I'm supposed to look different <laughs> the whole point is to make me up <laughs> yeah, exactly but yeah I mean and I'm one of these that it's funny because now I don't wear makeup or anything like that. And so the men I actually attracted in my 20s probably wouldn't like me very much now because I've become more of the, eh, I would much rather be like a man and roll out of bed and fix my hair and go off <laughs> to work <laughs> than have to spend an hour making everything look presentable because culturally that's what's accepted. And it's just like, eh, nah. <laughs> I mean, that's a mid late thirties thing. I think that's definitely where I've got closer to is just like, in fact, um, I wear these really thick glasses and oh, when, I went, <laughs> when I went to buy them, the optician went, those really? And I went, yep. And she went, I don't think so. And I went, I do. Here's my money. <laughs> Um, because I want to look like Jarvis Cocker from Pulp um, hey. so, <laughs> so I'm wearing them and it's it was that's one of the first moments I remember I was like I'm so sick of being told you can only wear these because you've got 
I don't know what it was, something about my face where apparently I'm not allowed to wear them. And I was like, I like them. I'm going to wear them. And people will get used to seeing them on my face. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I've put most of it off, but I have uh, blue hair that, you know, I've been growing out because I want to do uh, pink hair. And people are often like, you're in your 30s, your mid 30s. Why are you still constantly dyeing your hair? And I'm like, because I want to. <laughs> yeah this is pretty exactly you know my bosses they laugh they're like we never know what color your hair is going to be and I'm like but does it affect my job and they're like of course not and I'm like see (laughs) (laughs) that's the important thing if I'm leaving work every day to go to the hairstylist different story I do it on the weekend I do it on my own time like so it, it doesn't affect it but it makes me happy and it makes me feel like the best version of myself mm-hmm. so if I want to look like an anime character I'm going to look like an anime character and I, I really think if more people were accepting of themselves wholeheartedly then when they are faced with people who don't accept them wholeheartedly it's a little bit easier of you know this I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase you know be like a duck and let it roll off your back Mm-hmm. but that's something I learned like in my teens that people would say and I never quite got it and then one day I was just like I really should be like a duck and just let it roll off my back because what's their opinion of me it's in the grand scheme of things it's nothing to me mm-hmm. and it helped me overcome so much of the I'm not good enough stigma and you know there are aspects of my life that people don't necessarily know about but there's one person who knows every aspect of it and it's my husband and again it's that open and honest communication like if I say hey I want to try something new I can because he's going to be there supporting me because he knows it's what I want and likewise you know if he pops up and like he ended up quitting his job uh a few months before we got married and I was just like take some time figure out what it is you want to do because you got to be happy with it and so you know he did exactly that he's now you know back at work and everything but he had the opportunity to learn new skills which he then put into his new job he was an ebay seller for two years and he turned that into working at a shop doing shipping online and everything which if he hadn't taken that opportunity because I told him to, you know, be himself, figure it out, then we wouldn't be there. But it's, again, just that you have to listen to your heart, listen to your gut, and go with what is best for you, and find somebody who loves you a thousand percent far, and if they don't, do you really want them in a re- to be in a relationship with them, if you have to hide who you are, you know? And that's for anything. It's what happens in the bedroom, you know, who you're attracted to, what clothes you like to wear, what food you like to eat. All of those little things make up you. And like I say, there's nobody who's just like you. You might as well be you. And if it means being single longer because you're you, I can't think of a lot of people who would rather be unhappy in a relationship than happy and single yeah no and that's been a massive realization for me I was always petrified of being single basically so from age 19 up until however old I was when my marriage broke up which probably about 37 
always in a relationship like literally weeks in between and um, big chunky relationships and I was so scared of being on my own and this is the longest I've spent on my own so about 18 months and I love it and it's like this expectation thing or my standards now are so high mm-hmm. <laughs> because and there's, there's two reasons for that really one is about knowing myself and knowing my worth but also because I've got a little boy I'm I need to be like a little bit extra choosy because I need to be really careful about like who's coming into his life as well and things like that. So it's, um, yeah, it's a really interesting one, that kind of embracing sort of singlehood. So the other thing that I kind of ask of my guests is we have this really uplifting playlist and everybody that comes on the show, they get to add a song to the playlist. And it could be, and it's really funny. I set the criteria nearly every person that when I set the criteria to, they go, well, this was doesn't really fit that, but I'm going to put it in anyway. But, it, <laughs> but, but, but they've all been wonderful choices. It's just either something that sums up that, that period of time to you or the moment when you thought life was going to get better or do what everybody else did and just tell me the choice. <laughs> Um, oh, that's the funny thing is the, I actually have two songs that to me just make me happy to be where I am right now. And neither one of them came out during the time frame that I was working on myself. And honestly, I, uh, one of these artists I didn't really listen to very much and the other one I listened to some. And it's the first one is Good to Be Alive Today. And it's by Michael Franti and Spearhead. And the other one is Glorious by Macklemore. And they're, they're both just about, you know, you, you get to be on this planet today. You know, you're here. Mm-hmm. And the depression that I faced during that time was so hard. You know, I I could probably still cry buckets over it if I dwell on how hurt I was on like a soul level. And I I grew up past that, you know, and I I pushed through and became something better. And sometimes just literally waking up in the morning and being able to take that breath, that is just enough. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't necessarily would, I didn't want to kill myself during that depressive time, but I definitely didn't want to be where I was. Yeah, you know, I had a couple of dogs. I thought about just leaving my dogs with my parents and just taking off, going somewhere and disappearing, becoming someone new. And I never did. And I'm so glad I didn't because mm-hmm. that's not the proper way to handle when you're feeling things. Um, instead, I, you know, I learned how to deal with them. And so both of those songs just to me, are about being in a place and then coming out the other side. And uh, Franti, he does, he, he's what he calls a soul rocker. And um, a lot of his music touches me because he talks about social issues. You know, he talks about people getting shot in the streets and things like that, but you still get to be here. You have today to make a choice to make things better. And so I love that. And he's come to my town a few times and I can't wait for him to come back through because he is just by far one of my favorite artists with so many songs. I mean, happy songs, sad songs, songs that are going to you know, make you think. And then like I said, with Macklemore and his Glorious, 
actually, I love watching the video for it because he's with his grandmother who I think turned 100 and he takes her to do all these fun things. And uh, it's just, again, it's, I was in a bad place and now I'm better. So both of those songs to me really sum up that time and where I am now mm-hmm. and uh, how I just, I wouldn't change that, but I want to continue to make the world a better place for other people. So. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, so that's kind of like the heartache bit. So what I always give guests their opportunity to do, talk about your space, your projects, um, anything you want to sort of tell listeners about, this is your opportunity. Um, well, I do, uh, I run a blog. It's uh, cupofsocial.blogspot.com. Um, it's nothing major. I I am actually ironically working on a piece about Phil and I and how our relationship is. Well, I am no marriage expert and please nobody say that I am because I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have worked really, or we've worked really hard to build a solid relationship. And it pretty much hits all the points that I even mentioned you know, here of the open the honesty, the you got to talk things through. You can't listen to other people because there's always going to be someone who tells you you shouldn't do this. And you, you know, you're just like, no, I need to. <laughs> I need to follow the heart. And uh, on the blog, we talk, I talk about, yeah, relationships. I talk about health stuff. I'm very open with my endometriosis. Um, I, I talk about uh, business tips. I, I do a lot of time management and consulting and digital engagement and things like that for people. So, I discuss that and how to people can run their businesses. It's basically anything that pops into my head as something that I want to share with the world, it gets put in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I have Instagram and Twitter and I try to make sure I, I always want to send things out that I, I feel like can lift people up and we can talk things through. And so I do post a lot of motivational quotes. I don't make any apologies for that. Yeah, I, I love a good mantra that, you know, even if it's just something as simple as I am, you know, it, that can just help so much when you're just sitting there, you know, it puts you back into that moment of breathing, calming yourself and everything. So I like to share that with other people because I feel like it just, whether, you know, whatever your spirituality or religion is, we all can have those phrases that just, you know, quotes and things like that, that bring us back to a point of peace with ourselves whether it's Gandhi or, uh, you know, a Psalm or something, we all have that. So I like to share those things. So, so people kind of understand, you know, it's okay to be human and it's okay to have feelings. Just don't let yourself, you know, feel your feelings. Don't let yourself get so far down that you can't come out of it because at the end of the day, the world's better because you're here. So keep staying here. (laughs) 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 Or, I have told many friends who have been, they've reached out to me at like 3 a.m. of, I just don't want to be here. And I literally have done the, if you're not here when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to be so pissed at you. I'm not coming to your funeral. <laughs> and they're just like, well, geez. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's my motivational thought at 3 a.m. I'm going to be pissed. And the next morning, they're just like, you know, actually, I needed the slap in the face of, mm. 
somebody was going to be pissed at me and I didn't want to leave like that. And I was like, that's right. And I always remember that. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed if you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely, like I say, I, I, I share everything. I, I'm very open. Um, people ask me questions, you know, on DMs a lot more than they'll comment just because it reaches them in a way that they feel like they need to talk. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah slide into the dms i don't care i'll talk to you, <laughs> you know? like i've been there uh i i don't have a problem helping people to you know like i said be that third party person mm-hmm. of just it's okay you know everything's going to be okay you're in a tough spot but it's gonna get better because it has to yeah <laughs> uh, so any any listeners that play um crazy ex called bingo they'll be going ding 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 because i say it <laughs> that's my that is my mantra is it's going to be okay might not feel it right now but it is going to be okay and that is one thing i tell people in those really early days those darkest days just say that in your head even if you don't believe it if you have to keep saying it just keep saying it until you do believe it because uh, that's what i used to do i used to go it's going to be okay some at some point it is going to be okay again so I, I love okay. that you basically fake it till you make it with yeah. your feelings and like they say like even if you don't feel like smiling if you actually smile it still sends the chemicals to your brain and it's just like okay well you know uh, we all can smile at a cute little puppy or kitten video so if you you know can't even really force it at least watch something cute and fluffy mm-hmm. do something on screen <laughs> and it's hard to be frowning when you're watching a duck swim around <laughs> in a half a watermelon. I watched that video like a thousand times because <laughs> it's just so cute, you know. Just, just making like... a note of that because I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's yeah. really adorable. It's like a little thing of ducklings swimming in half of a watermelon, and yeah. like they're using like they're nibbling on it so they can get out and oh my god it, it's so cute <laughs> all right <laughs> i have genuinely made a little note of it because i've got a memory like a sip so I'm doing, i've got one other kind of pressing question to ask you okay. that i will, will regret if i don't so you and your husband both doctor who fans have you both got the same favorite doctor no <laughs> so for him it's tenant um uh-huh. you know and funny enough his birthday is march 10th so, you know, 10 and 10. Mm-hmm. For me, I fell in love with nine. He was the, the first doctor I saw. I absolutely fell in love. I cried when he regenerated because I didn't want him to go. I've been so sad that he hasn't really been a part of other mm-hmm. things since then, but now he's starting to do audiobooks. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, we both love Jody. She mm-hmm. has been great. We wish that uh, she could have been lucky enough to have the you know same showrunners and everything just to make the transition period easier but she's done a phenomenal job with what uh with the cast and crew that she had and the showrunners all of them you know I don't mm-hmm. disparage any of those people they're all doing something much harder than I could ever do yeah I can talk in my own voice I can't talk in other people's voices I can't mm-hmm. make videos that tell stories or anything like that and they do um but yeah we we definitely have different ones but it's okay yeah uh, we both love river song uh Aww. she's i guess you know some people count her as a companion other people don't but she's one of our favorite characters i actually have her sonic screwdriver and when we got married we bought a second one and my bouquet was wrapped around it 
so oh. that way I actually walked down the aisle to it and he had um 10 screwdriver in his pocket so we both had <laughs> that <one. laughs> that's so cute <laughs> we are uh we both openly admit that we're nerds geeks and dorks <laughs> <laughs> Well, that just feels like the perfect, the perfect kind of ending to our chat today. So, Mary, I'm just going to say thank you, but I formally welcome you into the Crazy Ets Club. Thanks so much for your time today. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Hey, guys enjoy that that was one of the most relaxing chats uh, at some point i should probably release the uh, like a still from that because it's just basically me balanced like my cheek balanced on my hand just sort of listening just listening to that story it was so again honest open um and like really reflective um it's really similar in some ways um to Robbins that was the the episode previous to this one really looking back at how you allowed yourself to be treated when you were much much younger and you didn't know better and you didn't know yourself um, and really growing as a person coming out of that and obviously now found a really loving relationship with her husband and like those shared interests that they've got so thank you so much Mary for coming on it was just lovely um and like we say i record quite well not quite late late for me um but um and that that was a really nice calm way to then go to bed um, not long after we finished chatting so thanks again um craze craze um where can you find me so public page um crazy x club on facebook that's where you get the news that an episode has just been published you get that first on the facebook page so you want to be there for news and things like that um i mentioned as well in the last episode it's now got a message me button so message me send me stuff send me nice stuff don't send me anything weird guys uh but send me questions um mentioned previously a new way to be involved in the show and be featured on the show you can send me your story via a message and I will read through that and um, sort of provide some commentary and some of my own insights and reflections on it. So it'll be like you were here, but you don't have to go through that whole process of being like on a Zoom call and um, recording your conversation formally like that. It can also be a way if you wanted to keep yourself completely anonymous, um, but you still want to sort of share your story, use that message me button on the Facebook page. If you want some more involved support, but you want that in a private space, come and find our Facebook group. We're growing, but we are so nurturing and ready to help. Um, So just come in there. There's loads of great threads where people have been sharing what's been going on for them um, and people like interact. I dip in there as well. And sometimes we pose a question or we share what's going on with us right now. So it's a nice space to be in is all I want to say. And you are more than welcome if you want to join us. And that's about it really. I'm still really loving this. Love this little podcast. Um, It's just giving me so much joy and I love, I love, I love talking to people. I love these chats. So again, thanks everybody that's been on. And yeah, guys, I'll see you. See you next week. Have a great one. Ta-ta.